survivors and welcome to First Aid Spray, a Resident Evil podcast by fans for fans. This is an impromptu, non-numbered bonus episode, it's been a while, wherein we will be digging into our first look at the official announcement of the upcoming 2023 reimagining of Resident Evil 4. My name is Cy and joining me on the panel this week, from Serial Box 64, it's Jordan Sugru. Hello. And we also have Fire Button Steve Valance. Baby Condor is on the mic. <laughs> I don't know. That, that thing that they say. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And we may or may not have other people joining us over the course of this. As I say, this is very much a spare-of-the-moment recording that's happening. So no file readings, no fancy intros. But, as always, I will say that every episode of First Aid Spray is recorded live on our Discord server, which you can join now to hear the show early and unedited and become part of our fantastic little community where we discuss life, the universe, and Resident Evil. You can find a link to the server as well as our social media profiles at our website, fasprayPod.com. It's the support of our listeners that keeps First Aid going so why not check out our merchandise or our patreon page tiers begin at just one dollar a month head over to patreon.com forward slash fa spray pod for a full list and the chance to create bonus first aid spray content no housekeeping no news this is essentially a news show uh as of this week uh, there was a PlayStation State of Play showcase about 30 minutes long. Uh, we won't dig into the full 30 minutes, although I think the general consensus is it was very, very strong. We didn't know if there was going to be any Resident Evil as a part of it. Of course, we, we're waiting on quite a few things in terms of the franchise. We've got Village DLC that we are uh, presuming is in production. RE versus, you know, about a year from the last announcement, which was we don't know when it's coming out. Uh, and... Yes, the rumours of Resident Evil 4 were circulating. Uh, Kicking off the show, a two-minute trailer for Resident Evil 4 Remake. And we have our first look. This is very unstructured in terms of conversation. I don't really have any sort of... We're going to do these talking points like we usually do. Uh, We are just going to discuss what we liked and didn't like and our hype levels and that kind of thing. Um, Jordan, let's start with you. What is your immediate reaction? Actually, here's a great first opening question, I suppose, we can begin with. is: Do you think that Resident Evil 4 needs a remake? Uh, Did you think that before you saw the trailer? And has that opinion changed now that you've seen it? Jordan? It did need a remake. Um, It's obviously one of the strongest entries in the series and one of the most accessible hasn't aged too much mm. um maybe in certain respects it could it could have a little bit of refinement but really like most people can still get into resident evil 4 and enjoy it greatly so this is a free hit they, they can do whatever they like with this and i guess they kind of are um so obviously the logical conclusion that you can kind of pull from this is that it's effectively contained within this sort of this new sub series of remakes that we've got remake 2 remake 3 now remake four. Um, it's it, it could be it, we we haven't seen a great deal, but it could be what I want out of Resident Evil Four as a remake, and that is to go in a completely different direction, mm. go back to horror, possibly go back to more survival horror. It doesn't matter if it's uh, you know over the shoulder because we we can see some of that more survival aspect in Resident Evil Two remake especially, and if it follows along that path, I think this could be very successful. There's definitely a bunch of things you said that I really want to dig into there. But uh, Steve, I'll pass it to you. What was your opinion on the idea of a remake for before the trailer? And has that opinion changed? 
Well, before, prior to the trailer, I mean, it was, it's been speculated and whatnot that this was going to be a thing, and I was always more like, yeah, RE4's right, great and all, but Code Veronica could have some love. I, mm. Like, you know, this is coming from the, the CV controversial, like, thinks it's a bit tepid guy. Uh, I, I thought that could have done with some love being um, given the, the full works treatment to make it a bit more grandiose and appreciated in the fandom. That being said, uh, like I'm not against the idea of a remake of four. I was just I was more of the time that I think it is a bit of a timeless piece, like like the original Doom is and stuff like that. Like it's a game that could still be available on any system for the next twenty years, the right. same as it is, just with mods and cons, and it will be still fine by me. You know, just throw in some like more f- uh, fun game modes or whatever, and I would have took it happily. That being said, what I have seen so far intrigues the heck out of me, and you know I'm not upset. I'm not mad. I am still on board. You know, it's it's not the remake I would have chosen, but I'm certainly not going to shy away and say that this is it looks bad. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, I'm 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 in an interesting situation because I I would largely agree with that. I think you know my history with Resident Evil Four is somewhat long and winding, as people will know if they've listened to our full point. What was it? Three four hour podcast on it. Um, it's it's not what I would have chosen. It's not the game that has my highest level of interest that being said immediately after seeing this i'm with you jordan in the sense that i'm really excited to see what they do differently with it um sort of following on the remake two direction uh we've tried to largely avoid discussing the rumors and the leaks we have done we did it a little bit in the past with village and it's kind of that's not really our scene now um it's out there for people that want to listen to it and, and, and read about it from elsewhere. But we've largely avoided it, you know, just to for those that don't want to know. Um, but it's been kind of unavoidable hearing some of the stuff about what's been going on behind the scenes. Uh, apparently this game started production sort of 2018 time, apparently. Um, held up by M2, who did Remake 3. Uh, who may or may not have been booted off the project, if, you, if you're inclined to believe. And... We've got more of the Remake 2 team taking this project on. That might explain why the release date is March next year, which means that it's the original talking point of we're going to get a Resident Evil release every year for, for a while now, which was kind of the case, uh, looks like we might maybe be skipping it this year unless there's some other big surprise we're waiting up for. Uh, that's crazy, isn't it? You, you think about like 2018, that's like a year after 7, that's pre-remake too right yeah I, I don't know like the level of depth of that you know development it could have just been sort of concepts and stuff like that but yeah it, that's that's what i've heard anyway that's what i've read um it can be hard to gauge exactly uh how long a game project can take to complete these days with the this, this variable sizes of studios especially as well mm-hmm. you know i mean for a time and probably remains the case oh, something like ubisoft is so large and encompassing that when they want to put out an Assassin's Creed game that could maybe take three years to make, they can do it in, you know, one and a half years or something like that, pool of resources. It seems like Capcom's putting a lot of people behind these projects because it is crazy uh, just how many Resident Evil projects are coming out at such a high quality as well. Yes, yeah. There's there's nothing's being shortchanged here. And, um, I mean, in our previous Resident Evil 4 podcast, uh, we did talk about you know, what we thought about a remake, and I said back then that if they were ever going to tackle Resident Evil 4, 
because of the sheer depth of content that it had, mm. that it would need to be an extensive project that would take quite a few years and kind of likened it to Final Fantasy VII Remake in, in that kind of fashion. Mm. Uh, that if you, if you want to take everything into account, that uh, that's going to stretch over, you know, almost a decade. That's obviously not been the case here, but that's in part thanks to the groundwork that's clearly been built uh, elsewhere right. with the, the remakes. And uh, obviously this is a reimagining. I would hope that they're not necessarily cutting anything or sort of bringing down the substantial size of the game. Uh, but if, if it has been in development since 2018, it at least seems like it's well-intentioned to be uh, a, a larger game that can encompass most of that. And as I say... Most of the groundwork's already done because they've got the engine. They've been working in the engine for years. Um, it, it, obviously, it looks fantastic, and it's just about creating the unique assets and actually developing the the main campaign of the game. And I would say that you should be able to do that within the time that they've got, because mm. you know it's going to be going on almost five years since they sort of commenced development. If you know that's to be be believed when it started, right? And also. Um... I think, sort of trying to think about it in my head, the last bunch of Resi games that we've had, our sort of first looks have been about six months off from release. You know, Remake 2 was an E3 drop and we got it the following January. I think Village was... I can't remember. I have a feeling it was close to Christmas first we saw it and, and you know, and then it came May, perhaps. We've got ten more months to wait still until this game comes. So they've got, you know, plenty of time to continue that work on it. Um, and also, perhaps in a good way, Announcing it now means they've got a lot of fan feedback to that announcement trailer that they can sort of dig into and, and maybe kind of inform some of the things that perhaps they need some answers to, like uh, how much they can or can't cut and what are the state of the tone and stuff like that is. Because, yeah, reimagining is, you know, it's a great word to avoid the issues that come with the word remake and stuff like that, but also it allows us to uh, have a completely new experience in terms of stuff like tone, which I guess is a great place to start. Um, sort of like the vibe and the atmosphere of this two-minute trailer. Um, how do we feel about that in general? Uh, Steve, what do you think of this? What is much a much spookier affair? I know, you know, it's you know a scary game in its own right, but how did you feel about the spooky tone of the trailer? Initially, I was a bit conflicted. I, you know, I was like... This is definitely going to be totally different from RE4. Or at least the trailer is giving off the vibes and the intentions. It's going to be more of a scary game than an action-adventure game with horror elements, which RE4 basically is. Mm. Um, but at the same token, that, it also sends me the message that the tone is more... This isn't a sequel for the every everyday fan of RE4 that doesn't play the rest of the franchise. This is a, a message to me that this is going to be an RE4 for the fans who aren't necessarily big fans of RE4 itself. For our fans of the rest of the franchise, if that makes any sense, to try to depolarize that. Interesting. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they, they go straight for the law stuff, the horror tone. <laughs> you know, there's not, there's not a bit of goof in that trailer. Like, that is, you know, it's a very serious and dread laden affair, as opposed to, you know, where's everyone going? Bingo. So, uh, yeah, it's a trailer. You're basically, it's a remake for, for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because... no, no, no. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do understand what you mean. It it might sound strange to some, but I certainly know what you're saying because, you know, 
a lot of I had a lot of issues with Resident Evil 4 when it came out as already a died in the wall fan and being like, oh, they've changed this, this, and this from the story and the gameplay. But also the stone with the tone with Leon making his stupid wisecracks, which got more and more ridiculous as the game went on. And yeah, that's an appeal to a lot of people, and I completely get that, and I can appreciate it a lot more now, but at the time it really threw me through a loop. So that is why I am so surprised by how excited about this I am. Uh, this might be much more closer to what I would like out of a Resident Evil 4. Uh, mm. But we don't know that for sure, because this trailer might be misleading in terms of tone. There could still be plenty of goofy stuff. I wager oh, we're, we're not going to get a giant stone uh, <laughs> man that chases you down a, through a giant castle room, which, you know, of unrealistic proportion. Some stuff's probably going to get cut. But I reckon, yeah, there, there's still room for some wackiness in this. I mean, after all, as other people have quite rightfully said, Resident Evil Village is... Uh, got quite a serious, had a quite a serious introduction. It's quite a serious game, to be fair, but it's also got some absolutely zany stuff in it as well, which is, you know, what makes Resident Evil great. Uh, Jordan, how do you feel about the tone of the trailer? Well, I think it's a natural carry-on from, again, Remake 2 and that characterization of Leon. Mm. You know, obviously, only recently we covered the Darkseid Chronicles uh, on the podcast, and talking about the characterization of, of Leon in that, because Paul Mercier obviously came back for the voice work of Leon in, in that game, and he was covering the events of Resident Evil 2 and obviously a new campaign with Krauser, which is meant to be sort of between Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 4. And in that respect, it kind of helped to contextualize the sort of the difference between, you know, how you would go from 1998 Leon to 2004 Leon and have such a change in, in the character um, sort of confidence, experience, all of that kind of stuff uh, that you probably didn't, I guess, necessarily notice uh, at the time back when Resident Evil 4 first came out, but it's kind of like Leon was very, very much a different character in a lot of ways when, mm. you know, you first play Resident Evil 4. Whereas this obviously has the opportunity to kind of uh, take from a, a more recent player experience of, you know, the rookie Leon, you know, experience in... Uh, the outbreak of Raccoon City, and it's like, well, if you're going to do that, are you then going to have that inform the character that you then portray for Resident Evil 4? And it seems like they're absolutely going in that direction, which is great, because I think that probably does lend to um, a more horror slant. We can only speculate, but, I mean, the trailer certainly heavily implies that. Hmm. And uh, I'm all for it, really, because I, I prefer it to be... Uh, at least its own thing, then trying to kind of ape what was already kind of perfect in Resident Evil 4. I mean, people might take sort of the more schlocky aspects of it and not necessarily enjoy that vibe, um, especially if, like, you know, you kind of look at Leon and he was your favourite character and then, like, you suddenly kind of are unrecognisable in 2004 because it's just so, um, like, you know, just... It was, it was so cliched. It was sort of lots of like 80s one-liners and stuff like that it was great mm. but it, it was obviously such a tonal shift in itself so this is more organic because it's jumping from one to the other and uh yeah if this leon doesn't suddenly have uh, a bunch of you know witty lines and cheesiness i won't miss it because it's in a game that i can play right now and enjoy and have right. played many times yeah. over it doesn't yeah. have to be a do-over and i know that that's going to be that's going to annoy some people because they do love Resident Evil 4 so much. They want to experience Resident Evil 4 again and again and again. But I do think there's there's levels to sort of fan service, and I think this would be a good opportunity to 
um, just add a different dimension to it. You know what? I would, I would be kind of annoyed if they just sort of swept aside the character that Leon was in remake two. Yeah. Um, just so they could try and like go back and and do a good impression of of Leon from the two thousands. I I think this could be uh, great. I, I I do wonder what it's going to imply for the law, though, of course, because after all, as we said with Dark Side, it sort of it had to add context, mm-hmm. sort of a sort of a transitional period where you know Leon goes from rookie to experienced, and you know in such a way, so gets out of Raccoon City and has a few more assignments and missions that get him to that point where he's like this government agent that's a little more used to seeing, you know, heads flying off and strange creatures transforming right. in front of him. Mm. And that obviously is not necessarily the case for this new Leon. So let's see what we can do with that. And I think that they're they're going in that direction. So I'm happy to see it. Yeah, it's it's a great point. I know it's an e- kind of an easy one, like you say, to be like, well, if you don't necessarily like this interpretation, the old game is always going to be there. I'm like... Yeah, it's, it's an easy thing. It's true. It's, as Steve said, very much the case with Resident Evil 4, though, because of, you know, how much of a classic it is. Other people, again, have said this previously. You may have seen this online, but this is going to be the first remake of a Resident Evil game where the original is already on current-gen systems. So when this remake comes out, that's fine. You don't have to play it. You can boot up your old version, literally on the same console. Uh, and... All jokes about you know the number of ports of Resident Evil aside, the original game is going to be ported forwards for the foreseeable future and probably beyond the foreseeable future. To be fair, it's going to be one of those games that Capcom will never leave behind. It's it's not a survivor. It's not a dead aim. You know, we are going to get the original Resident Evil Four moving forward as well as this it's, one probably. <laughs> yeah, it's Doom. It's it's Skyrim. Right. It's Street Fighter Two. You know, it's it's one of those testament games that's just going to make it everywhere like it'll be on the switch to the xbox 123 in the playstation 7 <laughs> exactly it, it, it's a guarantee yeah in terms of the tone uh there was a playstation blog post as well with a it, it it's brief it's got a couple of nice uh screenshots on it if you haven't seen of a, a distance shot from el pueblo and the famous campfire and um, the Ganado in his home that I guess you go and ransack early on. But uh, there is a little bit of text that I thought was particularly interesting. Um, it's your, your traditional blurb from Capcom, really. But um, it says, This time the game is being developed to achieve state-of-the-art quality for a survival horror suitable for 2023 while preserving the essence of the original game. We aim to make the game feel familiar to fans of the series while also providing a fresh feeling to it. This is being done by reimagining the storyline of the game while keeping the essence of its direction, modernising the graphics and updating the controls to a modern standard. Uh, I think it's also... Yeah, so there's the, the mention of the term survival horror there specifically, anyway, is what stood out to me, which is not... I don't know how often Capcom use that term anymore. That's why it stood out to me. Maybe they do and I just haven't realised it. But it's not a term that I associate with Resident Evil 4, the original. Uh, you know, that's way more of an action horror game and they coined another term for it and everything, didn't they? Like panic, a- you know, action panic, panic action, action horror, whatever it was. But, like, you're right, this is way more a remake 2 version of RE4 based on that alone, if they're batting those words around. Didn't mm. they have that on the back of the box art for Resident Evil 4 as well? It's like, forget everything you know about survival horror. Sure. Something something to that effect. So, 
yeah, that's kind of surprising that they just sort of pepper in the blog there about survival horror. That's great. Um, I think that's sort of encouraging for what kind of direction that they're uh, going with uh, with regards to this. And I mean, I had a question really with regards to sort of tone. Um, obviously, we talked about the characterization of, of Leon, but with regards to the enemies and especially the bosses, is there anything in the original game that could either benefit from a darker shift or could actually kind of hinder a darker shift just because of their silliness? You can't keep Salazar as he is and maintain a a, a pseudo realistic like approach to the the uh, the universe that Remake Two, Three, Village, and Seven have. No way, no way in how can you have short Napoleon Man and have that tone I don't, him being rewritten. I don't know. Uh, his dialogue would have to change, and they maybe would really lead into sort of like the backstory of him being basically. Uh, you know, being used by Sadler, maybe make him give him some sympathy. But I think you could, you know, make him grotesque, and it would be quite interesting. I don't think you have to completely cut him. I don't expect them to. Uh, he will be vastly different. You're right because he, you know, he's a bit of a comedy villain. To be fair, mm. the rest I mean, is the, the merchant is also one that's interesting because. How do you not have Wadi Abayan and stuff like that? Like he needs to have that humor, and you, there is room for it. Again, Village is kind of dark and spoopy, and you know the Duke is a bit of a comedy character. So I, I trust that they can make it work. Like okay, I, I'm just gonna just throw that wish out there. Okay, I, I, you know I, I don't know if it's 100 percent confirmed, but it's fairly likely that Nick Apostolidis is Leon again, which is is totally fine. Makes sense for the other character. Can we still get Paul Mercier back just to do the white? That would be so good. <laughs> I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say as a rite of passage, oh, get Nick current to Leon actor could also do <laughs> the merchant. Both is good. Both is good. Um, what about characters that maybe? Um, I mean, I, I, I say, I want to say insignificant, but features on box art and is prominent, but in the game is a bit more fleeting. What about a character like Doctor Salvador? Because if you're if you're kind of doing uh, survival horror again, you could really kind of flesh out that sort of character interaction there because mm. you could make uh, those sequences kind of uh, larger and sort of in stretch, possibly. Right. Because yeah. it's it's one of those characters which is scary the first time, but if you know what you're doing and you can handle sort of the crowd control, Resident Evil 4, it is more or less straightforward to get away from him. Uh, but you could do something different with that. So there's lots of little things which just with a flick of a switch of the tone and the approach to it. And obviously, if you're you know not necessarily finding bullets everywhere like you mm. wouldn't mm. for, you, you could have all kinds of terror. I would actually quite like the idea of him as maybe not a perpetual stalker enemy, but given his own section where he can stalk you. But it's not all crazy run and gun like RE4 as you say it's going to have to suit more of a slower creepier tone where you don't know if he's behind this wall or door and then suddenly you hear the chainsaw go and he comes ripping through at you and you escape and it all goes quiet but he's somewhere in this building or something like that He need, he's obviously got to be in the game he's a huge part of the marketing for the original game um, but yeah it's it's some again something there that could benefit a shift a lot of the stuff in RE4 in terms of enemies 
is really exciting to think about what they can do. Like, obviously, with two minutes in the trailer, we've barely seen anything. You know, most people would say we've barely seen, we haven't even seen Leon's face, although it is slightly barely just about in there. Uh, but, you know, just think about the stuff in RE4 that is going to be amazing in the RE engine. The Verdugo, the Navistador. Mm. Yeah, the Regenerators. <laughs> Everyone's going to quit the game when they get to the lab and find out the regenerators are in there. So, uh, yeah, there's some really messed. Like RE4 for all of potentially my dislike of various parts of it. Dislike's a strong word, but uh, there's uh, it's got a fantastic enemy roster that it can do some really awesome stuff with. I am concerned that some of these might get cut. That's been the case with both of the other remakes. But uh, I'm really excited to see what they do with the stuff that they makes it through for sure. Uh, Remind me, it was like it's it's one-off bosses or mini bosses in the main in in remake two, isn't it? Remake two, you lose the moth. Remake three, you lost the grave digger. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, spiders, um, spiders, and oh yeah, cool. and crows as well. Oh, you know. And then the main character. That's not right. <laughs> exactly. I'm also meant to like shoot, get random bits. Of, will, will it still be actually? Will it still be? Um, Pesetas, or will they actually be accurate and have the euro? Uh, not, not to be <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, the, were they right in 2004 2005? They had the, the euros, euro. they had the euro, yeah. I know because okay. I, I was real life story for some reason. Steve went on holiday there that year, <laughs> uh, you know. Into but, hashtag actual Spain. I was going to say, you were very disappointed because you kept slashing at barrels, but all that came out were euros. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was going to say, you went to Pueblo on your vacation. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. Okay, because of course, this is not Spain, so that doesn't mean they have they don't have to have the euro. It's not. This is true. <laughs> I, no, I, expect so. I expect Pesetas and uh, item management, but go on, Steve. It's like you are right though that I think we are probably going to lose some enemies. I just hope that if if we do, maybe they get more crazy with the Plagas instead. You know, yeah, because obviously you can't not have RE4 without the Ganados. So, but by all means, go hog wild and use some of your more experimental stuff from the, the two remakes and whatnot. See if you can come up with something crazy. Mm. You can't have Resident Evil 4 without the cows either. All right, Capcom, mm. listen up, keep the cows in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need Plagas um, cows. That's the important thing here. Wants to dial it back to wait. No, um, they didn't do Las Plagas cows in the original. There you go. Yeah. Now they can have. That would be terrifying. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing saying that the parasite can't infect a cow. It infects a dog and gone as how many other things. Yep. There's, um, a, there's a there's there's a wish list item for you as well. A bit more um, no, bit more back, background for the uh, reason behind some of these infections and stuff like that. that would be good. But there you go. I mean, Alien Three had the bovine cut and the dog cut, didn't it? Um, <laughs> But I want to talk about Dr. Salvador and stuff. You know how, obviously, in in re- real, in, in original RE4, I suppose, or RE404, whatever you want to call it, um, that the, the Dr. Salvador was just uh, an enemy, a recurring foe with a chainsaw, right. really. There was a few models for it. Would you, like, give him a few lore files and make him a more consistent, quote-unquote, character now, I feel like? That would or be... Or would you still keep the Bella sisters and... You, well, that's an interesting point with the Bella Sisters in particular. But for me, uh, yes, Chainsaw Man I would have as just one guy that you fight once. But then, like, again, this kind of leads on to another question that I wanted to ask you guys is uh, Stalker Enemy, yes, no, and uh, who is it? Is it Chainsaw Man or is it? does Mendez get a larger role? What, what, what would you expect out of that kind of thing? Because I would have Chainsaw Man as like 
an area specific boss and maybe have I don't know. I don't know if I want a consistent, you know, whole game stalker for RE4. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what they do with Mendes. Uh, Jordan, what would you what would you pick for a, a single stalker, or should there be one at all? Um, I would probably say no. Mm. Um, just because I think that um, well, Resident Evil two and three at least had a, a, a character that made sense to obviously have as a stalker character because. In effect, they were treated as stalker characters in their original games. They just mm. didn't necessarily, obviously, have the tools to implement it in that kind of fashion. But I'm also just trying to imagine how it would work because Resident Evil 4, as a as a world, is um, far more sort of wide-reaching. Sure. It's not yeah. simply sort of you know a number of streets or one large particular building like mm. um, the RPD. So unless you were having that maybe in the later levels. Um, then I wouldn't know really how to sort of implement it, but um, I mean, yeah, like I'm I'm just trying to think of like all the bosses that you you face, and there's obviously so many great experiences to kind of draw from anyway that don't have uh, or don't require any kind of stalker, uh, you know, designs to them. Yeah. Uh, in order to work, um, I'm thinking of I don't know the name off the top of my head, but the um, the blind. Uh, Blade dude is the best way I can sort of describe. Wait, from RE4? Oh! From RE4, um, yeah, like, where you oh, have to, like, ding terrible. the bell and everything. Um, yeah, like, I think of a character like that, and, you know, you probably could find some way of making that more like a stalker character, where maybe you're, you're solving hmm. a puzzle in a larger room, and it's, you know, kind of, like, following you around, stuff like that. But, that fight is near perfect. So, it's it's... It's hard to approach some of these just because you know uh, what you're going up against. Um, in that respect, it's almost it's almost worth trying to deviate from some of those boss battles as much as possible and come up with something that more complements the um, new approach to the gameplay. Right. That could obviously mean that things are getting cut, but I wouldn't necessarily also try and shoehorn in things from Remake Two and Three because no. first of all, I think if you if you've already played Remake Two and Three, and let's be honest, most people have at this point. You're probably just gonna be like, oh, they... so they all have stalker enemies, so right. it's not special anymore. Yeah. Um. So yeah, personally, I'd re- I reject it, but I have not yet given Resident Evil Four Remake a chance to present an argument. It could mm-hmm. show me a stalker character where I'm just kind of like, okay, I love that. That's that's great. You know, now it'll probably be the Regenerator or Iron Maiden or something like that, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm terrified. And convinced. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. So I wouldn't personally. That's fair. I, I actually get your point completely, which I guess is why my brain was like, put Chainsaw Man in one specific house and we'll just make a like a boss fight out of it that kind of calls back to that, but not like a like a big deal beyond that. I think you're right, they've done it already kind of perfectly with seven and two specifically and people thought that remake three's nemesis was a bit of a letdown. So it's kind of diff- I, I imagine it's a difficult thing to approach, is like how can we make this in a, a new format again that's going to suit Resident Evil 4. Uh, and maybe, yeah, maybe, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. In terms of the stuff, as you say, there's so many iconic fights and that kind of thing that they are going to have to really mix some things up and make things completely different to surprise us uh, and, and keep it interesting. And using Remake 2 as an example, yet again, sometimes it goes great, sometimes not so much. So a good example from 2 is they turned the sort of G creature 
from a boss fight, from a really underwhelming boss fight from the original game into the sewer monster, which was a really clever uh, sort of left-hand turn with it. On the other hand, they almost didn't have the alligator at all, um, and it just kind of got inserted as a bit of a quick-time event thing, uh, which was a bit, which I think of everyone kind of went, mm, it's, it's there, I guess, you know. So it's a, it's a rickety bridge to walk along. Um, yeah. I would actually say that one thing that is definitely going to get cut from this game uh maybe knock on wood, would be quick time events. I don't think... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a thing that we can look forward not to uh, to worry about. And uh, one other quick one before I throw it to someone else is the colour brown has also been massively reduced, we can see from that trailer. Everything is now blue, uh, which is good because that was very... In terms of dating from the original Resident Evil 4, I agree, it's dated in parts, but not, not hugely. But the colour scheme is very of its time. Uh, in fact, it was kind of before its time, before every game was doing the brown thing. Um, so it's nice to give it its kind of own palette to pick from. I really like the sort of blue look they're going for with this. Uh, it kind of adds to that spooky survival horror vibe they're going for. Here comes a new challenger! Uh, James, since you've arrived, uh, what uh, any, any concerns or... Uh, yeah, about cut content... Maybe from the original four, what would you ex- what were you expecting to maybe not see? Is there anything in particular that you think is really going to be on the chopping block? Not see. Uh, I don't know what's been previously discussed, so I apologize if I repeat what people are saying. Um, but the the statue, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah, get that out there. Hate it. It's the worst. Um, I saw. Um, I think uh, a friend of ours, Heather, on Twitter, put the water room. <laughs> you, can't, you can't remove the, pal- the water palace death room. It's too iconic now. Uh, I can fix it. I, I think I feel like it is so iconic that you can't remove it. But I get the frustration with it. Even if you just walk through it and it's totally peaceful, but you're on edge the entire time. <laughs> That'd be great. I also, I'm not. Uh, I'm not against uh, not Krauser being removed, but just the fights with Krauser. I don't really like them in RE4. I, I want them to be a little bit more interactive rather than just QTE events. Um, right. I don't, I don't want it to be just uh, running around like I felt like a rat in a maze with Krauser. And I didn't ever really get that vibe with him mm. um, when, I, when I was playing RE4. So to go through like a rat, like in a like playing resistance against Jack Krauser, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was very strange. And it was very like, for me, it was very out of place. So yeah, Jack Krauser statue statue section is probably a big one for me yeah mm. whereas there's steve going i want to keep salazar gear and i think that you know krauser is the best metal gear solid boss fight resident evil's ever had <laughs> that's so uh, weird that you say that because it really does feel like fighting the end or something like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nervy but i can understand what you mean James, mm, that it's it's kind of like st- stressful in in a way that is not entirely of the game's design just because you know, control-wise, it's the one time where it looks a little bit sort of rickety, you know, for yeah. what it's trying to do. But, uh, I mean, if I was going to say, like, one thing that, like, I'm, I'm going to get some haters. Personally, I would scrap this, and the trailer kind of suggests that they're not. So I hope they just make it better, and that is the, was it the Del Lago boss? Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, it's 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 partly alright, but I kind of just felt like it was such sort of a departure from the pace that... You know, you were kind of picking up at that point. I think they wanted it sort of, you know, as that sort of chapter end uh, to break between uh, different different spaces. 
Um, but I was not I was not too keen on that, especially the whole sort of oh the fish is getting close to you, better tap a faster and all of that kind of <laughs> stuff. And yeah, I was I was not necessarily enamored by that. So if they do that differently and they approach that differently, then great. But because of obviously what happened with um, the the alligator or crocodile the remake two, I I wouldn't really care if it if it you know just didn't come back. Um, <laughs> as controversial as that might be, yeah, you know, mm. justice for Del Lago and all that. <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't be against Del Lago going to be honest, or at least being reworked. I think it's going to have to be. Um, I really would be shocked and kind of appalled if we got a bunch of quick time event boss fights in in the form of Del Lago and Jack Krauser stuff. I don't think. It's suitable. I don't think it's. It would. It would really take a lot of people out of the game. I think so. They're going to have to address that and do it differently because I don't think they're going to have. I don't think they're going to work in the engine that we're using now. But go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Sorry. I was going to say after the after the throwdown with Moreau in Village, I can't help but feel that some of his uh, sneaky, wet, messy stuff can probably bleed into how Del Largo works. Mm. I, I bet it doesn't fight entirely from the boat this time. I get that feeling anyway. Mm. Or you have to run from it before you fight it. Uh, as for stuff getting cut myself, while I am one of these like, I don't want to cut anything, keep all of the random crazy nonsense, uh, I, I could drop the boulders, the boulder QTEs, I could drop that <laughs> yeah. one uh, lava dragon room randomly in the castle that feels completely out of place with everything else, like, oh yeah, we've got this lava room at the bottom of your castle, mate, sellers are fantastic. Let's <laughs> yeah. put some dragons in it. Yeah. Uh, I tell you one thing that's been kind of fascinated me about uh, the original RE4 is uh, the amount of people who have had different different opinions about what should and shouldn't be cut. There's like a mm. lot of different opinions, and I think that's pretty cool because it means that everybody has like you know variation is is there, which means that you know this game isn't going to please anyone and it never was going to, right? But it's also going to have I think it's going to have a wider reach, right? Because of that as well. Interesting. Yeah, it's. It's going to be, I mean, it's it's a hell of a bold thing to remake a game like Resident Evil 4, that's for certain. <laughs> that's a, they're taking a big risk, they're clearly investing into it. Um, let's kind of, I guess, just like dance around the trailer. What we, what we do see is there, if there's any particular stuff that people really loved the brief look we got at design-wise and visual-wise and that kind of thing. Um... James, you're, you you haven't had too much of a chance to, to speak yet, so I know you did a little bit of a video for this over on our YouTube, which people can go check out now. Uh, links in the description of this podcast with a little bit of a breakdown of the trailer. But it, what stood out to you the most about something that made you go, oh, you know, design-wise in this game? <laughs> I think we all know what my... <laughs> <laughs> I got quite excited because I think I made the... Um, I think I made the prediction uh, with... Uh, you know when like people were saying re4 remake etc etc i made the prediction that the new remake was going to be connected to re village uh, back when we did our re village podcast mm. and yeah to see that stone emblem engraved see it look so similar to the kadu and the the four house feathers if it potentially is right all the miranda feathers that are also hands it's very it just looks so similar in the circle connecting them all as well it just looks so similar and I, i'm just so excited to see where that goes because it was it was like in shot for longer than any other yeah <laughs> they did hang on it for sure yeah and like the and with sadler as well like as saying 
I can't remember the line precisely right now, but it's like basically accept the gift inside you or something like that. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, exactly what the Kadoo was all about. Um, yeah, that's the thing that stood out for me, as well as the just the general atmosphere of the whole game is just completely changed. Um, I did. I mean, I don't know. If, have we gone into characters? Not really, actually, other than sort of Leon, I guess. Yeah, I, I will quickly mention just because um, I made a tweet about it and it didn't really it didn't really hit. So, but I want to repeat. Um, like I know, I know Steve was concerned as well. Like they were concerned about the goofiness disappearing from RE4, right? And I get that. It's just that they've changed the tone of the game now. But the way that they do writing in these games, um, especially in recent years, I think what they're going to do is uh, basically Leon is going to be Vendetta Leon. He's going to be pretty down and out because of Raccoon City, mm. right? And he's going to be really glum. And I hope that Ashley is that person to make him feel fun and joy again. That's a and cool idea. In a friendly way, I don't mean in a weird yeah. relationship. I, you know, because if he does that, it means that it just gives the access to the goofy stuff. You know, that would be a really nice arc that we haven't really had in Resident Evil. We haven't really had too much in the way of character arcs until something like Village, which had a really strong character arc for Ethan in it. Obviously. Mm. You're, yeah, you're, I'm I'm fully back in that idea. Put Louis in there as well because he's you know, a bit of a yeah. fun loving guy. He's you know he's, he's he's got a good sense of humor. You're right. You know, having Leon have these people to team up with could bring that out of him. It's a good point. Like in in the trailer, like I, you got that. Like you you see like Ashley. She's like just looking around. She's scared. You know. She's you know. And Leon, you get the vibe that he's just really sad. <laughs> like and right. that's like. You don't want him to be sad because he's cute Leon from RE2. Like, <laughs> and you want him to be happy again. And yeah, I just immediately I thought Ashley is the one. Ashley is the one who's going to fix this um, because we don't we don't want another RE4. Like, people were so annoyed with Ashley. You know, right. I mean, most pe most people were. Some people absolutely adore her, and I'm I'm like on the fence with her. But like, we want someone who has substance. They're not just another throwaway NPC in a game. You know, and they did so well with Marvin. For instance, they did right. they did, did well with Brad. You know, they did well given these characters actual back background and backbone, so they actually felt like they lived in the world. Mm. And I'm excited to see how Ashley holds that up. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I can total faith at this point. They have um, continually outdone themselves. We, you know, we've said it again and again and again since the RE engine days really kicked off from seven right up till now characterization has been the strong point every single time yeah in in all four games we've had up to this point since seven onwards uh, the characterization has been fantastic pretty much top to bottom so um even if you didn't particularly like a character you could appreciate what they were going for and you know it, it was entertaining or whatever this or that uh so yeah totally i think it's really interesting that in the trailer there was a lot of avoiding faces in general. Uh, Ashley was, yeah. is the only face we saw in this photo uh, that Leon's kind of holding up, I guess, on his car journey or whatever. Um, so we've seen Ashley's new face. We haven't had a direct look at anyone. Again, you can sort of catch Leon if you stop in the right places. But uh, yeah, it was really interesting to just kind of highlight on that. And maybe 
that's the reason why that she's going to be a big part of that character arc, perhaps. Uh, Steve, what do you think of our brief look at Ashley, uh, especially running around early on in the trailers? Some interesting uh, trivia there, I suppose. It's hitting me in the tinfoil hat. Like, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that this is the first time we've seen Ashley out and about on her own in daylight in the woods. Now, that could be just purely tonal stuff for the trailer, like, mm-hmm. you know, Villages, Elena, and all the rest of it in the background. Uh, but if it isn't, uh, what if we get to play as Ashley and she's on her own trying to survive? I'd love like, that. Uh, uh, that's some terrifying prospect. Kind of good fun. Uh, I, honestly, it's weird. The thing I'm most looking forward to is I want to see RE2R's version of Leon interact with Ada because I can guarantee it will not be flirty bl- uh, flirty banter with like flying kicks and exploding sunglasses. There's going to be a lot more, um, I want to say, resentment there. It right. feels like. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially if Leon is the state he is implied to be in, I don't see Ada being flirty, trying to have fun, and him having any of it. Yeah, that's very true, actually. That that first meeting is going to be completely different to the original game, that's for certain. So mm. gonna be very it's only been a few years since Remake 2, so they should though they can't follow it up by completely disregarding that. Um yeah. I'll put my own tinfoil hat on then, as a slight tangent. If there is VR stuff in development so if there is vr development stuff uh ongoing for this game what they are not going to do is have you able to play the entire game in vr because you know they already have that they already have the original game in vr so you're kind of undercutting yourself by doing that plus it's good it's looking to be uh over the shoulder style game so it's not really going to work either so i think there is going to be some original scenarios uh, from, from the perspective of another character in VR, and I think that could very well be Ashley. Uh, because, in the same way, the original game in, in the Japanese version, in that brief segment you play as Ashley, is fixed camera angles. Uh, I feel like there will be a segment that is first person as Ashley, and that will be VR or something like that. That's what I'm thinking anyway, but go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. Uh, slightly. Because uh, <laughs> I, could, I, could, I can imagine that. They must have seen by now the amount of mods that I mean RE2 R had, right. and RE3 R had, where people piggybacked their own version of VR into the engine or what first person mm-hmm. aping RE7. I wonder if it would just. Awesome. I genuinely do wonder if it's a player choice. Uh, you know, as in, all right, you guys keep moaning about camera angles. There you go. Here's a toggle. Now, f- off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Genuinely, I do wonder if it'll be a choice. I want to see laser sights and shotguns personally. You know, something completely impractical. Uh, <laughs> okay. Go Sorry. ahead. Um, do we know what year this is set in? Is it set in the same year? Almost certainly. It has to be, yeah. 2004. Six years have passed since that horrendous incident, James. Also, yes, that is what he said. <laughs> um. Okay. No, that's just a question. Because I was like, uh, just to bump up, I, I saw um, Ark in the chat earlier. Ron was... Um, just wondering about the coincidence of the feather thing. Sorry to go back on that. Um, but just quickly, um, the time frame in between these things, things change all the time. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, I so... wonder if it's a mechanics thing. Like, you look at RE4, you've got Krauser, you've got Sadler, you've got Salazar, you've got Mendez, four big bosses. Mm. And uh, a village, obviously, you've got, like, you know, Miranda, um, Moreau, Dimitrescu, Heisenberg, and oh god what's her name Beneviento I mean none of that's five but there's four bosses isn't it 
I wonder if they're going to do like a not an open world, but maybe make it so you you ta you wow. launch and you set areas maybe. Does that make sense, right? You said the OW word. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. It's uh, not what I would do, but it's what it could be. No, I'd like. Well, no. Was the original Resident Evil 4 an open world game this whole time? There's a watchtower yeah. in the first area. <laughs> oh, God. But can you jump out of it into some hay? That's the real question. <laughs> uh, let's, let's wait for Sonic Frontiers. Come on, let's uh, yeah, let's see uh, what they can do. Maybe. maybe let's I not. do hope Leon keeps his uh, context action mobility, actually. Um, yeah. It's going to be a bit, bit more action focused. Like, I would like to be able to jump through windows and somehow have indestructible knees. And do it in <laughs> VR. Oh, oh, oh god! Oh, there'll be an upgrade in the merchant. Oh, have you spoken about the merchant? No, uh, a little, really. a little bit, but little just bit. like in the sense where it's like, yep, he has to be in there, uh, and that has to be one of the things that's kind of funny, right? Like he has to have that tone to him. So, uh, yeah, we were just hoping that voice actor-wise, they do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> Nick has actually said uh, he did post on Twitter. Nick Postolidis has said that no comment about being uh, asked if he's playing Leon or not. He wasn't asked, he just specifically put up, no comment for everything that you ask. Uh, it's definitely him from the voice. Um, the only other voices we've heard are Sadler and Louis, uh, with his red nine as well, which is a nice touch. Um, Man of yeah, taste. Yeah, we don't get too much of a look at them. I don't know if anybody's got any particular opinions on those characters or, or the way that Ada looks so far. Uh, the only note I really have mm. is that Ashley's wearing her beta costume when we see it with this big red yeah. coat on which is uh, from an early concept which is nice because they've done that kind of thing in the other remakes so it's a nice little nod but in terms yeah. of the other characters well I love uh, I love Louis Sarah um, so any uh, attempt to flesh out his character right and, and feature him more quite happy about um, we've already covered about how you could see Ashley have a greater influence on sort of the campaign design and possibly have uh, periods of the game for herself, maybe even sort of before the events of Resident Evil 4. Um, but I would love to actually have some sort of playable gameplay segments with Luis um, and That'd be cool. yeah, his side of the story. Um, mm. I, that, that's, that's what you can do with a remake is you can sort of uh, take it in a different direction and expand on that kind of world and, and see things from from different angles and it's not un resident evil 4 to not go off the beaten path and, and show some side stories it was the game that you know once again sort of brought that back to the forefront with uh you know it's, it's ada missions so i'd love mm. to see that um i, I mean he's one character that i wouldn't change at all i'd have I'd have the wise cracks and have you know i think you yeah, can carry it yeah i think yeah. you can do it if leon in, in that kind reduced. of game you, you probably do need somebody who can give um some light relief and lewis is the perfect stand-in for that um it, it kind of just ends up being part of the ensemble in the original game but mm. could stand out here as as something of you know, a bit of a humour break every now and then. Hmm. It's funny that you say that specifically. For those of you who follow us on TikTok, you will have seen a clip from one of our videos that I put up a few days ago, by pure coincidence, uh, from five things that Steve would add to Resident Evil 4. Uh, if you haven't seen that video, or if you need a refresher, that'll be in the description of this podcast as well. So make sure you check that one out, because there was a whole segment on Luis Serra should get his whole, whole little campaign arm, because there's so many unanswered questions about his sort of involvement with the progress and stuff like that. So I agree. Uh, if we can get some more out of that, that would be awesome. 
Um, yeah, because like most of his plot development is made posthumously by our notes and files. Yeah, yeah. God, that video. <laughs> That's going to be so out of date now. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, it'd be an interesting timepiece. Um, I mean, we touched on it briefly, but what when we're talking about enemies and stuff, I'm very curious about Mendes, to be honest. I'm very curious. He's got... He's, he may or may not be a stalker, but he's definitely taken a, a nod from Tyrant because he's wearing a hat now and what appear to be he, sunglasses. <laughs> he already looked like the Tyrant with a beard back in RE4 days, let's be real. So now he's like, just making sure... It's yeah. still the case. He's got the hat. <laughs> Brandon uh, Smithers guys. is somewhere going, but he's got a new hat. Exactly. <laughs> guys, we'll, we'll know, we'll know uh, if he is a stalker when we get the achievement leak list and it has a hat on it. <laughs> then we'll know. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, well, I mean, we were talking about stalkers earlier, and I can't help but feel like, having ruminated on it, I really hope that the Chainsaw Man, Dr. Salvador, is just like, what's the name of the absolute unit in Village? The big lad with the hammer, whose name I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The uh, the Alpha Varco. Like, oh, no. No, no, no. That's the big... big no, no, big no, no, no. The, the, the one who, like, stares you down after you've had your fingers bit off at the start. Oh! Yeah. oh God, I can't remember his name now. Uh, but I know you mean the sort of, like, Village Chief guy. Yeah. One, of, one of the brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Urius. That's it. Yeah, I wonder if he, I kind of hope that Chainsaw Man's like Urius, and he's like not really a character, but clearly a character, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, like a, a, the village, like the, the Ganado, head Ganado before Mendez, and then Mendez is perhaps the uh, the stalker, scary man, or he's just that guy who appears in cutscenes and has one wacky ass boss fight in a burning <laughs> cabin. <laughs> well. So- I would, I would make him. You know, Doctor Salvador is not an official name. Uh, it's just something no. that we call him. But at this point, if you're remaking the game, you can just do that. Like, look at your American audience and your Western audience. That's why everyone calls him. Make him the Village Doctor, who you know, kind of lost his mind when Plagueis happened. Sorry, go on, James. So one thing just about stalkers a second. Um, so I mean, this might not be a tell. I may be reaching here. I reach a lot. Um, I'm just grasping for content always. Um, but um, so when we see uh, Mendez, he's in the corner where, where it looks like he's in, sorry in the corner. He's in the corridor where Leon gets grabbed. Yeah. Um, but he's down the end of the corridor. Like when we meet him, he just like freaking jumps up and smacks us out about. You know, it's like a, meant to be a surprise thing. Mm-hmm. But he's standing in that hallway, right far away from us. So yeah, I think that's. For me, that's like seventy percent proof that he's like interesting. It may well just be a shot for the trailer uh, to burst the bubble, but it's a theory. It's all we all. That's all we've got right now. (laughs) I mean, are we assuming that there is going to be further content revealed either this week or next? It's possible. Like the the Xbox conference, listeners. uh, For context, we've seen the PlayStation conference. The Xbox conference hasn't happened yet, and with it being a multi-platform game. There's also the possibility we see some gameplay there. There's also the PC game show. Too. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so we could be all jumping the gun. There's another freaking yeah, trailer is, that explains everything. This is us getting all of our takes out now before it's actually revealed full on <laughs> that it's a party game. <laughs> I mean, we haven't had a RE showcase in quite some time. Maybe that's something for later in the year if it's not one of these showcases and we can get a bit of a deep dive into it and we might find out what's going on with the other stuff, which is another question I kind of had for everyone, is, uh, uh, Steve, where's the Village DLC, do you think? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, 
part of me has this deep, horrible pang in my belly that the Village DLC is actually just this VR update for VR. I would agree, yeah. Uh, if it is, I will be crestfallen and disappointed, but I will not be surprised. Yeah. Well, maybe if I can offer you all a bit of hopium, maybe this VR content is paired with, uh, you know, a new like sort of mini campaign that's sort of designed around VR but can be played regularly as well. I mean, I hope so. Like a big update I mean, we'll, thing, yeah. Me and James were talking about this, I can't remember if it was on Discord or Twitter, but we are talking about the, some kind of link between Village and RE4. And it'd be great if the DLC is in some way, even like making tenuous links to games that didn't have them in the first place. I still think it'd be fun if they did something. Like that would be a great opener for RE4 if Village had DLC that somehow connected Sadler to the whole mess as well, just to make it so the world's like two percent smaller, but keeps it all connected. Imagine, imagine if they. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, imagine if they. Did put separate. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. Is I think separate ways is going to be part of the, the main campaign. I don't think it's actually going to be a DLC. I could see that. But um, I, I, it would be cool if they did that. And at the end of separate ways, we saw well her little mission. We see her basically go off to the village area. Right, she puts a plague mask on. She gets a crossbow <laughs> out. She well, goes full demon hunter. Right, but. Time wise, you know, yeah, it's not it's not gonna fit timeline wise, is it? It's this is two thousand and four. Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah good point. Uh, Depends how long that flight is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so she's she's gonna walk to Romania. Uh, we could we could get a we could get like a <laughs> we could get some some kind of connection there, some kind of link. It would be it would be cool to link that up. I mean, she's you know, I mean, she's done a lot between that time. It. Um, yeah. It's just true. Uh, it's entirely possible that even just putting Ada in the starring role of this village DLC is your link, to be honest. That could be <clears> what <throat> happens. Um, I also think that it's probably, you know, I'm going to take the negative view because then I can be surprised later when, I, when it's not the case. But I do think that it may well be just the VR. And uh, I It's great for VR users, but... Oh. Sure, and I, and it looks oh. great, to be fair. It does look really good. It looks like a big improvement over 7 in the sense that it, this is clearly based on advancements over the last few years that we saw with RE4 uh, on VR for Oculus. You, it looks much more fluid in that kind of way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a shame. It's, I, I think that RE-verse is probably well and truly forgotten by this point as well, but there you go. It's, it, the VR stuff looks great. And yeah, just about every time that Resident Evil as a franchise dips its toes in VR, something good comes out of it. I just, I really don't like the platformer exclusivity. Mm. Um, you know, it's what, mm. it, it's it's not obviously been a full year since Resident Evil 4 VR came out. It could be an Oculus exclusive for quite a long time, and I don't really like the idea of that. Resident Evil 7 is still... A VR exclusive to uh, PlayStation. Mm. I'm not a fan of that. Wow. And this could well end up going the same way. As somebody who who now has a VR headset that can work with a PC, it's just a bit frustrating because all the games are there. So I could play it in VR, and for what it's worth, I can actually play Remake Two and Three in VR thanks mm. to you know the wonderful modern community. It just it's lame because it's such a sort of niche world at vr as it is i think it's obviously it's boomed relative to what it could be considering it's sort of you know such a sort of small sort of hobbyist collective but 
if there's going to be a game on one platform, it really has to be on the others. They can't keep trying to sort of cannibalize the VR market just so that they can maybe drive people to their hardware. I know they've all got to sell something, but there has to be certain limits to it. And the fact that there's certain VR games that still have not come to other platforms or gone multi-platforms, after years, it's just a bit of a shame. So, really like this stuff, but I'm not going to go out and buy a PlayStation 5 and a, and a PSVR for it. I will mm-hmm. wait. I just wish I didn't have to wait as long. It's um, it's worrisome now that you mention it, like the whole VR exclusivity thing, because with the talk of there being VR content for RE4, what if it is like its own standalone episode that is part of the lore or like a part of the adventure, but only those with that specific console and that specific headset can use it, can view it and experience it, that will be a disappointment. That would be um, very harsh. You know, yeah. if, it, if it's like a mini game or something like Assignment Ada is now the VR mini game, fine. I don't think anyone's going to be like, you know, spilling the tea over that one and getting too upset. But if it's like separate ways or a, a, a portion of the main game that for some reason just fast forward past. Yeah. You know? It's My assumption uh, that it will be an adaptation of the full campaign that you can play in VR, um, possibly some extra content, but hopefully that content can still be played regularly. Mm. Uh, because they've had enough experience now uh, to know basically how to design a game for a fir- regular first-person play and VR. And so I think they're fairly confident in that. Um, at some point, it, it stops being um, this radical task that requires a separate team and sort of post-launch development for, and just becomes a part of the feature set that they include just as part of regular gameplay, just in the same way that Gyro Aim is, is becoming more standard across across the industry. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that brings us sort of closer to the end. It is worth I, saying that this is going to be a current-gen game, as you guys have touched on there. You are going to be able to get this for PS5 and Xbox Series and PC, but uh, no announcement on previous-gen. I don't expect that to change, unlike other titles. I think we are now out of that kind of era yeah, they're not going to have any kind of like, oh, we, we've heard the fans are going to like roll mm-hmm. it back like they did with Village. Yeah, Capcom have made the brave commitment to release Remake 4 on every platform that RE4 originally is on. Get ready. <laughs> it's time for RE4 Remake Zebo Edition. That's the one. Yes, on my iPhone 3GS. I can't wait to play it. <laughs> uh, one last thing about Resident Evil Remake, Resident Evil 4 Remake, before we go, is... Um, say it now before we see more gameplay that will most likely just sort of dash this away but we can still dream we can still speculate resident evil 3.5 content or anything like hookman demo Mm. any of that kind of stuff could they channel any of that stuff into a remake because there's always going to be a section of the community that still looks at those demos with awe and would love to see some of those ideas realized Bear in mind, obviously, it's completely separate from, you know, everything else that goes on in Resident Evil because of the supernatural tones. But could it work? Could they figure that into Remake 4 just as, you know, I guess a, a little bit of fun to the to the side of things? Maybe maybe a special mission that just, you know, is a little bit different from the rest. What do you think? I'm going to say... Oh, sorry, Steve. You go ahead. No, I, I keep chiming in all the frigging time. I'm a, I'm a great chatty one today. <laughs> uh, I, I totally agree. Like they've got Ashley's coat. You could totally mm. have the Hookman in there. Mm-hmm. You could totally have the blimp be the way they get from Castle to um, Island instead of a rubbish speedboat. 
That'd be so cool. You could insert That'd this cool. stuff in easy. I yeah. Yeah. Like Sadler's Manor. Oh, sorry. No, it would it would have been um, it would have been Spencer's Manor in three point five, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, you could easily turn that into part of the castle where there's just like you know some spooky thing following you that's awfully fog like and then becomes the hook man. This is all tinfoil hat madness, by the way. I apologise, yeah. listeners. Look, we, uh, we're going full tinfoil tonight, and yeah, putting our <laughs> dreams out there. Your like, thing is thing is, you're totally valid, Steve, because this game, the setting that we've seen, is very much like those beaters. Look, mm, if, if you want like, fan, fans so. to just like completely like lose their stuff, Capcom, really, okay, take take this to heart. You have a spooky part of the castle. Salazar is right grumpy with Leon has sent Verdugo out, but Verdugo looks like a man with hook hands first. You have to beat him up a bit. Then he becomes the alien xenomorph nightmare monster. And then you get the cake and eat it. Where's my money, Capcom? Come on, send it. Send I, it. I agree. I think that they've done very well uh, with the winks and nods that they've done in the previous remakes, which has mostly been like costume stuff. And as you say, we've already got that here with Ashley. But yeah, all they really need to do is have you walking through sort of like a creepy manner. They've got this sort of blue look to the game. You've got this sort of like blue moonlight that can come through. Uh, and yeah, just mix something up with one of the enemies, even if it's just a really short passage uh, that fans can go, wow, this sure as hell looks a lot like that thing. Uh, that's kind of all it needs to be, really. Like, I'm all, all on board with it, certainly. It would be... Really I know one enemy that has to return, or Sai gets really upset. And that is Oven Man. <laughs> bring back hashtag bring back oven man <laughs> while, while, while we're putting our tinfoil hats on uh, Chris is a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> no Leon's the werewolf this time definitely it's <laughs> one of them I promise one of them's a werewolf uh, listen if, if Leon becomes a werewolf Twitter is going to self implode <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a swerve. Um, okay, let's uh, sort of tie it up with final thoughts from this two-minute trailer um, and your hype level check. Uh, James, how are you feeling about Remake 4 now that it is indeed real? How many how many hype levels are we going up to? As many as you want. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ooh, that's a tough question. All right, I think that answers it. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Meta score. Uh, I my yeah. My hype is like ninety nine right now. Um, it's how many more sad ten? No, that's it's used done now. We can't do that. Shoji says in chat. Um, but yeah, I very very hyped for this. I mean, I always am. Like every time, <laughs> I always I always come out with weird, especially these remakes. I just love, as I said earlier on. I love what they do narratively with these newer remake games. Mm. That's the biggest pull for me is what they do narratively and the voice acting and how they're kind of, they're tying some things up and yeah, it makes some of the canon look a little bit wonky. Um, but it just makes more sense um, in the current age that we're in. Um, it's just, it's nice to see. And I, I, I can't wait to see what they do with this, how they're going to make it. Uh, I mean, is this, is it going to outsell? Like, <laughs> The original uh, Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 4? Probably not. Is it going to be better? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that it's like... Sometimes it's like, oh, the remakes. I don't really want any more remakes. I'd like new things, please. Further the story. <laughs> but every time they do one of these, I just lap it up. And it's 
it's so easy for us to talk about because it's something that we know and we can theorize about how it's going to be different, which is what we've done for the last hour. Um, but I love Remake 2. I love Remake 3. I don't care. I, I think they're both great. I, I fully intend, uh, I fully expect to love this as well. As I say, this is <laughs> an Arxis and Chat Remake 1. Yeah, I mean, lest we forget, of course. Um, but I think this is the Resident Evil 4 for me, certainly. I was really surprised with how, like, instantly I'm like, yep, time to start counting down the days. Um, it's always nice to get a new Resident Evil game reveal, isn't it? It's nice to have that feeling, but there's something extra exciting about this, for sure, uh, which I didn't anticipate. I think, and we're a long way off, but my early prediction is that at worst, this game is going to be divisive, and some people will love it, and some people will dislike it because they want more action or they want the the kookiness and the zaniness and that's completely valid um it, this is going to exist for different for a different take for different fans i think this yeah it's either going to be divisive or it's going to be great i don't think this is going to fail to be honest um jordan what's your hype level at or what's your expectation 10 out 10 months out from re4 remake well, I came into this with no expectations, and I'm going to kind of keep it there because it's a nice, comfortable place to be. Very hopeful <laughs> from what I've already seen. On the but... fence. <laughs> well, I look, I like what I'm seeing, and to be honest, uh, with what I said last year when we did the podcast on Resident Evil 4, it's kind of playing to all of the things that I wanted it to do. Yeah. Be different from Resident Evil 4. Give it something that sets it apart. Um, and especially now that it's kind of complementing the other remakes that have come out recently, it feels like Capcom's on a real hot streak with Resident Evil at the moment. So it's hard to kind of be upset if maybe they tread on toes of some tradition because they're not necessarily remaking things, you know, piece for piece. But I don't really care about that because ultimately the games have been so enjoyable over the last few years. And I'm obviously going to pick this up. I think I'm probably going to enjoy it a lot, at least from the glimpses that I've seen, and at least from everything that I have played over the last few years. So, I'm hopeful. I still expect the fandom to be a dumpster fire, because <laughs> especially with something you know this widely regarded, uh, it's not going to be perfect for everybody. But I just I feel like, in some respects, we're kind of being spoiled at the moment for mm. the sheer output of Resident Evil. I mean, there's plenty of game franchises that I absolutely love and I have had to wait decades for a sequel of. Um, Resident Evil doesn't have to worry about that. There's always going to be another game. And thankfully, every other game that comes out is, at the very least, solid. So, I think when it comes down to it, a lot of people will probably have nitpicks because they'll maybe miss something that they think they could have seen. I don't really know how much people have been dreaming about this. Something like Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 were mm. particular because people did have a game in mind for years that they'd been dreaming up and imagining and everybody had their own, you know, personal idea of what it should be to make it perfect. And they were never going to meet those expectations. Same thing with Final Fantasy VII Remake. You're mm. never going to meet those kind of expectations. But I've had zero expectations for Resident Evil 4 because it's not a game that I've ever felt needed to be remade. Right. This is pretty loose in terms of a remake, I think, because it really is a retelling and a reimagining, and I think that, that goes for the other remakes as well. So I think it's got carte blanche, I think it's a free hit, and that's worth celebrating because the pressure's off. It, it, can, it can offer us something completely new or a spin on something old. 
uh, it just it doesn't have to go any which way in my opinion I'm kind of more just looking forward to what it can throw at me and uh, you know what kind of surprises we can find so yeah really looking forward to what's going to be quite you know relative to recent games a long media presence in yeah. the build up to this release of this game um, my only hope is that it obviously it is as substantial a campaign as the original Resident Evil 4 was because Resident Evil 4 was a triumph in the sheer depth of content that you had. Mm. And it did so, while obviously largely being just one single character campaign. Uh, if it can reach those kind of highs, then I think they've ticked just about every box that I would have for an ambition of a remake at this point in time. Obviously, mm. in the previous podcast, I'd said they could have waited maybe five, even ten years before they remake this game, because there really wasn't any reason to. But now it's here, and I'm still going to play it regardless, and... Well, from the looks, I think it would be a safe assumption that I will enjoy it. Agreed. Uh, Steve, round us off. Where's your hype level at for a Remake 4? I'm actually in a pretty good way. Like, initially, uh, well, leading up to, and I suppose a bit around, I, I was wondering if I had, you know, like I have had power tool fatigue and stalker fatigue. Remake, <laughs> remake fatigue was, mm. stick, uh, was settling in. Uh, but I'm actually, I, I, I am down to clown and have fun. And in, and in this case, you know, the original RE4, what it lacks in narrative, it makes up for in gameplay. So that can always be translated and kept separate, as we've already said about a million times in this podcast. So I, I'm down for a, a new slant on an old adventure in Pueblo. Uh, I, I'm just curious as to, will it completely upheave the canon, or will it just be a fun time? And how, um, in what modern day Capcom can do to kind of live up to its legacy. I'm not going to be upset if it's not the bestest, but I am also hoping for some A-game level of fun. Like, sure. Remake 2 is probably the standout for me of the recent efforts. Uh, so it, it stands to reason that another remake is the one that catches up. That's not Belittling Village or RE3 or RE7. It's just, you know, there's something special about this game. And plus, hopefully I won't lose my job this time. But, uh, <laughs> you can find out more about that in the original RE4 podcast. <laughs> so yeah, Height levels are reasonable. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, nothing else remains for me but to thank our Patreons and our listeners. Join the first day to play Discord server to become part of our community and hear, hear the show early and unedited. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. All of these links and all of our content can be found at fhspraypod.com. You can listen to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcasting apps. And if you like what you hear, please do leave us a review where you can and spread the good word. Don't forget you can support the show by picking up some merch or at patreon.com forward slash fa spray pod for as little as one dollar a month thank you to the panel you can follow all of the pueblo people individually i'm at signiac underscore one two three steve is at fb steve was taken jordan is at cereal box 64 and james is at moist outlets off and finally thank you for listening and have a good week When you said that this, like, you're kind of aiming for an hour, Sai, I thought, an hour on two-minute trailer? Can we do that? Yeah, well... Yes, we can. Yeah, we yes, can. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, we can. Uh.
Also, I like that I sort of like our chatter about reverse was just one line from. It was, I just went anyway. It's dead now, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice to see it, but let's be just, real. I mean, reverse died on its way to its home planet. <laughs> oh God! Look, let's just all hope that RE4 uh, remake doesn't come with a sticker on the box that says "Mercenaries coming later this year" because we all know what will happen. <laughs> mm.